0: I might go to the beach after this if you want to go okay uh chelsea okay about it yeah that's why i gave you like now to tell telling you so that you have as much time to process in. okay
1: welcome back everybody we are a small amount of drama with rachel and anna anna just turned 25 yesterday i'm a quarter of a century old now, now. wish her a happy birthday in the reviews <laughs> yeah there's like a five-star review people go back and half the reviews are so just anna's 25
0: yes and the next year, 26.
1: Yesterday we went out on the town. We went clubbing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we went to this really cool rooftop restaurant. We had a drink. We had some dinner. It was Took a tasty. Took some Walked tasty. around. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah, I got 4,000 steps. It was like the perfect. I know, and I was gift. wearing like a nice outfit and expect us to go <laughs> you walking. You had like tennis shoes on though. Yeah, but they were uncomfortable. I had blisters after. So how does it feel to be 25? honestly it hits different i think i feel older i feel like this is the age where we stop getting excited about
0: yeah oh no aging. i think that was like my 22nd i was done like after 21st i was like do yeah. i need to have another birthday but this one i'm like the other ones i kind of didn't think about you know they didn't really hurt and this one i'm like 25 like, i remember ugh. thinking of people who were 25 and thinking of them as adults
1: with lives So, this episode is just gonna be a hodgepodge of different things. We're gonna chit chat and then we're gonna deep dive into some questions that people normally ask podcast guests that we've never asked each other before. Oh. So, we're gonna get to know each other as if like you're a random guest. So, let's see how that goes. But I asked you guys on my personal Instagram if you wanted to hear anything specific. You guys wanted a no spend update. Well,. (laughs) That failed because <laughs> it didn't fail so much. And... Was Anna's birthday, and I felt like it would be unreasonable not to spend money on your friend's birthday. So I have no shame of like saying, "Yeah, I spent like some money." You know I... what I mean. I would have been so hurt had you not. Yeah, I feel like that would be taking it a little too far.
0: It's so <laughs> like, if you really wanted to do it, what I would have done, and it would have been a lot of fun too, is instead of just going out, we would have just been like, okay, we'll, we'll just go to someone's house and make dinner. And that, that would have been, been it, fun too,
1: yeah. like either way, but I wasn't the person who arranged the plan, so. I technically wasn't either, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun, and yeah, okay, I broke the nose bend, but I feel like it was a reasonable thing. No, you can blame this on me. I
0: made you do it yes so she forced me to buy her and dinner. you know what she told me last night she said as a result she's gonna go inclusive till february
1: 1st to add yeah, an extra so day aj is really into this no spend thing more so than i and we agreed that we're gonna add a day to february so instead of stopping january 31st we'll stop february 1st at the end of the day february 1st yes february 2nd is gonna be a, <sighs> a wild day you know
0: what no i don't know what what this,
1: this month <laughs> And it's only been at the time of recording it's january 8th so it's only been about a week it's really making me think about what i really want when it's over because to be honest i would have probably bought at least three things by now i would have bought like a a long sleeve shirt that i was looking at i would have bought like curtains for the office this office or your office this office like instead of blinds i want those roller shades but this month is really making me reevaluate what is my style when it comes to clothing, what is my aesthetic when it comes to fashion, so that I can intentionally buy pieces that will last me a long time and that I love. So instead of like impulse buying different fashion pieces, I'm really taking the time to think about what I want my capsule wardrobe to look like and a lot of people are saying you need to follow a color palette and I feel like that'll be really helpful. So for example- A capsule wardrobe? Yeah. So a capsule wardrobe is like you buy let's say 20 items and those 20 items can be made into like 50 outfits because they're all neutral and they interchange with each other. So like you have a black shirt- That's what a capsule closet or whatever it means? Yeah. So you have like a black shirt, a white shirt, a brown shirt, and a blue shirt. Whatever your color palette is. And then you have like a black pair of jeans, a regular pair of jeans, white shorts, jean shorts. Like you have a bunch of neutrals that you mess around with. But even though you only have, let's say, 20 pieces, you can make 50 outfits.
0: Okay, I've, can i have I ask a couple questions. Go for it. A, where do you, f- how, where's this terminology defined and how do you know it? And B, how is it different than, that sounds
1: like a closet to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, to be honest, I'm not super familiar with this idea but people are it's really big in the minimalism community okay so the idea that you can fit all your clothes in a little like capsule i'm assuming Uh. it's like a two by four capsule i don't know where they came up time capsule no yeah that's what i think of too i think the idea is just to have minimal pieces that are neutral that can go with everything and not like crazy vibrant colorful pieces that you only wear once a year because there's they're so bright and they stand out so much so high utility clothes yes okay so i'm really trying to think of what i would enjoy and it's just been a, a month of discovery i'm really thinking instead of just buying which is nice i have another question
0: when you say in the minimalism community where does one go to find out these things like how what is the is this on
1: the internet? Like, if you Reddit? are a youtube consumer And you find yourself in the minimalism. Like you're saying you're watching videos that are about minimalism. That's what you find. Like on YouTube. I'm just I'm trying to get sources for people who may be interested. Yeah, or if you just Google minimalism, I'm sure you'll eventually find an article on Eventually. Capsule wardrobe. (laughs) A lot of decluttering videos on YouTube, things like that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Did not
0: know. Now you know. Now I know. I learned something new today.
1: (laughs) My first piece of knowledge at the age of
0: twenty (laughs) five.
1: so today's vocab word i chose it it's repost or riposte R- like I... reposting no r-i-p-o-s-t-e a quick clever reply to an insult or criticism he's known for having a brilliant repost to nearly any insult that's a skill yes and i feel like we could definitely use this word
0: <laughs> if not throughout the podcast. directly then we are indirectly doing it yes why don't we is it repostee no it's repost i wish it were repostee
1: no okay (laughs) I even i clicked the little button where it like Like google says it (laughs) it speaks it to you and it was repost oh now we know i promise i believe you so let's go ahead and dive into these deep questions uh we'll start with a big one what is your biggest fear in life and why you go first (laughs) Oh, <laughs> Anna has not seen these <laughs> questions neither have I I just pulled up an article of like good questions to ask people people ask this on a podcast no this one I made up myself okay I was like this feels like
0: interesting
1: uh okay well I actually was discussing
0: this earlier this week with another one of my friends who shall not be named but I don't know we were saying that to some degree everyone has this but we both were agreeing this was our greatest fear though would be loneliness
1: so being alone not being alone loneliness i think those are two separate things so in describe a scenario where you would be lonely like as if it was someone watching a movie what would it look like like you come home from work to no one no dog no nothing yes
0: I, I that would be it but sometimes that's fine and then sometimes you don't want that i don't really know how to define it but maybe i should have since it's my greatest fear supposedly yeah
1: i don't know but that would be. The would it be fear. like having zero friends
0: no because I have been lonely, and I, you have said that I have lots of friends, so I don't think they are mutually exclusive.
1: Okay. So it's like an internal thing. doesn't matter how many friends you may have, you may still struggle with yeah. feeling lonely. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. My biggest fear... It's out there for the
0: world to hear now, so...
1: <laughs> I feel like a lot of people have the same fear. Of being lonely. Like, that's a common... I know, that's
0: what I'm saying. When we were talking about it, we were like, everyone has this to a degree, but we both like have it to like a large degree. You and your friend.
1: Correct. Yes. Okay.
0: Because I don't have that fear. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, you might not, so...
1: My biggest fear is being infertile. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's very literal. And I was talking to... Some of my friends in a group chat, and they were saying how they have the same fear. and I thought it was just me, like being my psycho self. I've heard a lot of people say this a lot, yeah, of females or more so females, I guess, and I think it's really common in mm-hmm. our day and age because we see so much online about infertility and IVF and all of these egg freezings, and women are waiting later and later to have kids. And it really makes us fear something that we shouldn't fear because number one there's no reason to go into it with a negative mindset we should go in thinking it's going to happen and with a positive mindset and then number two we're so young a lot of us who are worrying are so young like we're in our 20s and we're like oh well what if i can never have kids it's like why are we thinking these And I'm talking to myself, why am I thinking such a negative thing to the point where I'm already anxious now of like going off of birth control and being like, well, what if it never happens? And like... All that.
0: I think it's understandable though because I think if you whenever you want something there's as soon as you want that there's a fear of what if I can't have it what if I can't do it and this is something that you can not particularly control either
1: yeah and I think the more that you want kids the more the fear is there because if like the the person that we read the email last time she was like well I could take them or leave yeah. them like she probably isn't worried you know yeah. she's 35 and she's not worried but that's because she may or may not want kids but For those of us who are like, no, I want kids like now, it's like, dang, well, what if it doesn't happen? And I was reading this article, because I was trying to see online how common is it for young people to be concerned about this. Concerned, or how often does it actually happen? Or are you looking at the concerned part? I was trying to find the concerned part, but I couldn't find anything about that. But what I did find is some statistics. (laughs) 94 percent of women are fertile and 89 percent will not have any trouble getting pregnant so those are pretty good world i guess i have no idea (laughs) take this with a grain of salt this is from (laughs) bustle.com the chances of getting pregnant in one try are fairly low between 20 to 40 percent 85 percent of all couples trying to conceive will get pregnant within 12 months This is pretty consistent with other stats that I've seen over the years because I researched this a lot. (laughs) 94% of women are fertile and 89% will not have any trouble. So these are good odds. And I just wanted to put this out there in case anyone listening is also like weirdly scared of this because I think it's very common and I think what we consume in the media can definitely make us more scared than we should be. Are there lots of people that
0: you are seen that aren't or that
1: are just worried and then also hyphens the worry. So well, I watch a lot of family YouTubers. That's kind of the way I got into YouTube. I'll name a few in case anyone cares: uh, KK and Baby J, and also this one couple, Phil and Alex. So, their whole channel is about infertility, so I'm like very aware of it because their whole I'm, channel is about it, yeah. Like, they've struggled with it, they've had a baby through IVF seven years later, they adopted two kids, and they're like going through their second, they want to have like a fourth kid through IVF. So, I'm like very aware of it because I'm consuming that kind of content, okay. So, yeah. That's my biggest fear. Okay, I do want to ask
0: you number one. What do people misunderstand about you most? That's a
1: good question. I know. Putting you on the spot (laughs) this time. I think that when people see me for the first time because of my rbf i think they may feel that i am unapproachable and like not a nice friendly person but i genuinely think that i am whether it's true or not i think that i am that type of person i just think it takes a little bit of time for me to open up to people before i like reveal my friendly nature to you i can see how people would think that i'm not friendly but i think i am friendly i can attest to, to, to a lot this of people.
0: the first time i remember we were playing volleyball on the whatever team that we played volleyball on and i didn't know who you were you were just on the team and i remember we were like in the group or something and i said a joke and you just looked like you did not want to hear the joke and not to you i just said it like to the group and i remember noting i was like this girl thinks i'm really annoying but i didn't think anything about it like i was like i don't care because i didn't know who you were or anything i was just like okay like i don't want to annoy her Mm, obviously it changed because
1: here we are now i don't get annoyed by people i just don't make an effort to laugh at jokes that i don't find funny <laughs> and this this is really a misunderstanding because people think that i am not interested or i hate them but i like you said i don't hate you i just don't put on a facade like if something's not genuinely making me laugh <laughs> I, I won't humor. i won't like laugh just to make the situation less awkward unless i'm like in an interview or somewhere where it's important well there was a couple of things going on too because there was like the whole team
0: say there was 10 of us who played on the team, whatever, only me and my sister didn't actually play volleyball, and I didn't want to make the people who actually played volleyball mad too. So there was like a dual thing where I was like, oh, I don't think she really cares I'm like making this whole thing lighthearted, and also I'm one of the people who doesn't play volleyball and... She's taking it seriously. Oh,
1: if we were playing volleyball, then yeah. I'm
0: in a different mindset. Like I, 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 am I in know I didn't know you at all. I'm just saying that. Like I was like, I think she's already mad at me because I'm trying hard, but I don't play volleyball. So I told everyone like, tell me what to do, but I'm not gonna know out of the box like where to be. I'll do whatever you say. Yeah, it's like. But then I remember also during the game,
1: and we like were joking around, and you were not having it. And I was like, noted. Yeah, no. When I'm playing volleyball. I I don't care about anything else. I just want to like win the game. So that's probably what we crushed the game. I remember We destroyed everyone. <laughs> All right. Do you want to answer anything about this, or just move on? Um. If you don't have anything interesting, then don't
0: have to. I think my my most misunderstood thing up uh, from a right off the bat perspective is I think people think I'm only logical, and obviously, as we took our little exam thing, I'm like fifty fifty. But I think the logical side comes off first. I've had a lot of people be like, I thought you were a robot. And I'm like, oh,
1: I don't think I'm yeah. a robot. <laughs> to be honest, I this is something I discovered about you, or I would say over the last year. Oh, yeah, just like you sense. telling me things that you're struggling with. And I'm like, oh, wow. She's like pretty emotional more yeah. than I thought. Yeah. So yeah. I think another thing people misunderstand about me is that I don't like people. <laughs> which, okay, I know I answered you. I think the, you are just selected with who you like. Yeah, I do like people. I just- I don't have a lot of energy to spare with everybody. So I, I'm forced to like choose wisely, if that makes sense. I think so. you
0: like people and then you just don't care about other things. Like you don't, you don't care to like make a situation normal, even if you don't like them. Like, I don't
1: like to me I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to do that I I mean I hate putting up a facade and I hate when other people act a different way with other people well I'm not saying it's necessarily a facade I think it's probably the energy
0: where it's like your baseline is like I'm just not going to interact if I don't really care to and I would be like I'm
1: still going to interact with this person even if
0: they're not someone I'm Best friends with.
1: Yeah, I would prefer to skip the small talk and like the fake laughs and the fake jokes. And I just Doesn't prefer to, to be like, deal. tell me your biggest struggle. And like, we can just talk about like real things. It's true. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Uh, hopefully,
0: as someone who reflected Christ. That's well, a good answer. Honestly, because that's what I should say. I don't know if that's what I actually would want, but that is yeah. what I probably should say. She loved God. Yeah. I think people would say that
1: about you if you died.
0: I hope they would. If if my funeral were tomorrow and no one said that, I would be really sad. So There would be like 500 people at your funeral.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would also make me really happy. So Yeah,
0: I hope there would be. Or virtually.
1: I would say the same. I hope that people would see me the same way, like especially on my platforms. I hope that I represent the gospel as well as I can and that people can see a normal human who loves God, but also is trying to live her best life.
0: So you've been doing this now, and I didn't really know, I mean, obviously you can do whatever you want on your YouTube channel, but I didn't know how much you were going to be talking about your faith, which I mean, to us would be integral to all of our lives. So I was like, I don't know, it's up to her what she wants to do. Because some people don't. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because you're on such a good platform to be able to, but I also understand it's like a business side. So it's like hard to where's the line kind of thing. But I have been impressed. Thank you. And really,
1: I think the key is starting out from the beginning from day one being like, this is who I am. These are my beliefs because if (laughs) if you like grow let's say you have fifty thousand subscribers and then you say like oh by the way i'm a christian it's a little scary because you don't know if your current audience wants to hear that yeah but like from day one i was just like this is who i am i don't want to have to hide it and i want to be able to freely express my thoughts and for the most part it's been taken well which i really appreciate yeah i think it's your turn oh sorry um what's an insult you've received that you're proud of This is such a weird question and I'm sorry that like I always answer about YouTube but it's just like my biggest passion in life so I'm sorry if it's annoying but when people have said or I've heard through the grapevine like oh she does YouTube like that's so cringe or why does she always like have to edit or why is she like always prioritizing work i'm i'm pretty proud of that because i feel like with hard work comes success and since one of my biggest values in life besides god is success i'm proud that i am so dedicated and prioritize that even though sometimes people don't like it here's a hard question
0: if success is number two how is that going to coincide with contentment this year Mm.
1: Because I thing, think that's you can the have
0: to, but I think it's
1: yeah. something we learn over time. That's definitely true. Uh, and my mom was talking about this the other day. She was asking, okay, so does contentment mean that you just sit back and don't like work for your goals because you're just content with whatever happens and you don't have any more goals? And the answer would be no. I think for me, success is so ingrained in my head and I prioritize it so much that it's a detriment to my mental health and to my well-being so for me i would want to take success down from number two i would want to put it in like number five slot i want it to be god people living life like just having a good time then success then money yeah because success and money aren't necessarily together yeah so that's something i'm working on okay If you could go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? Little
0: Anna, 18 years old. Just starting college, I would say switch your degree to computer science or computer engineering and you will like it. That's That's my most literal (laughs) piece of advice spend as much time as you can with the people you love because i value that a lot and i think i did maximize it a lot in college when you were like physically close to people like geographically close whatever make like i make a lot of my life decisions based off of that so i think i would like make myself more aware of that earlier on just be more self-aware of what drives you yeah i mean i don't think i would change what that drives me but maybe more just self-aware of it like you said yeah, that makes sense. If you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. None? I have
1: you no... Got, you could got
0: pick any topic in the entire universe, and presumably it's successful. Let's just throw that out there, make it a little easier. So you're going on to book tours and describing your book, and you're really excited to talk about it to all your fans. What is the topic of your book? Oh, gosh. Uh,
1: I really like fiction, so maybe I would write like a fiction oh, thriller. That would be fun.
0: I would read it. Yeah. You could think of a lot of, you know, I think about those, and those would take a lot of time to map out. Yeah, because like, if you want that twist, yeah, you really got to think about how you're setting them up. And then I don't think I would be very good at it, but, but yeah, I guess it's. But assume you are. Yeah, if I was, I would okay. make like
1: the best thriller of all time, okay. New York Times bestseller. Yeah, I think every book says that on there, but yeah. <laughs> if you won ten million dollars tomorrow, what would you spend it on? Keyword spend. Yeah, well, you can buy
0: assets and accounts to
1: spend. Well, okay, so I guess what would you do?
0: (laughs) Yes. Um, First thing I would do is probably buy property, a house. Okay. What kind of house? A house, a house that I wanted to live in. If I had $10 million, I'd probably buy like a decent house that I wanted to live in okay like your forever home like your dream home or like something no, conservative something conservative but like right now i would be hesitant to bowl trigger because it's expensive and if i would i probably do a cheaper one versus like a already done house and i probably spend like 400 grand and buy a house that i wanted so that's not that much in the 10 million dollar world either so uh i don't know what i do with the rest of it save it honestly invest it put nine million dollars away probably in the market or all crypto <laughs> <laughs> i just buy nine million dollars of nfts I would probably put, okay, one million dollars is for fun, right? And half of that goes to my house, but that's the one million dollars. Eight million dollars goes into just index funds, very casual, because then I don't need to do anything for the rest of my life. Like I'm just high, high dividends is what I would do, like because I'm just putting nine million dollars in there, Mm -hmm. done for the rest of life. And so now I have another million dollars that I get to do active investing with. Okay. So that I could be, I'd probably go, I'd actually probably buy. My house, but then with that other million dollars, get more into real estate as a form Like of investment. buy another
1: real yeah. rental property or, or something. Yeah, yeah,
0: something like that. Yeah. Syndication actually is probably what I'd do. Like an entire apartment complex. That's what, exactly whatever. what I yeah. was going to say. Yeah. I was
1: going to say, since we already have our first home, I would probably buy a whole complex. Mm-hmm. For, I don't know, maybe two to five million. I don't know what they go for. Depends how many units. Yeah, yeah depends how many units. And then I would hire a manager for like 50K a year to manage it, yep. to collect the rents, do all that. So that'll be like a steady source. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Something I've been wanting to do, but it's so expensive to get into is billboards. I want to buy a I billboard. Remember you told me about this. Like I had a whole four phase. years ago. <laughs> I was in a billboard phase. I was researching, like I got deep into it where I was researching in our tri-county area, which billboards were available. None are available. It's a very hot business. Like people yeah. snag them up. Um, and most of them are owned by two companies. Ooh, so a, it's really hard to get an Um But my dad's business has a billboard on his property. I remember. <laughs> and he, he was offered to buy it. When he bought the property, the guy was like, hey, you can buy the billboard. It's just going to be a million dollars. And my dad was like, no, it's okay. (laughs) So we still have the billboard and I'm sure he could buy it if he wanted to, but it's expensive. Like I said, it's about a million. At least that's what it was four years ago. It might probably be more by now. It's a good investment because people are always looking to advertise near the highway and that's where this one is. And it would just be like a really easy business because people rent it out for like 30 days. You can rent out both sides. You can make it a digital one. So,
0: Which is so weird to me because I don't... I I cannot remember anything I've ever acted on as a result of seeing it on a billboard. I'm sure, like, subconsciously. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But, like, it's so weird that it's popular enough to have... Like, it makes money, I'm sure. I just... I yeah. don't yeah. feel like I've been affected by
1: it. I think it's about brand awareness. So in our area, a lot of them are like advertising for new buildings that are coming up. Like new, yeah. Yeah. like there's Shopping a new center. apartment center. Yeah. You rent now. Or like there's a new high rise being built. Yeah. Buy an apartment here. So yeah. it's just more about awareness. And then I would, what would I do? Okay. So I already spent like, let's say I spent 6 million, 5 million on the rentals, a million on the billboard. I would probably have AJ invest the rest. <laughs> assuming it was my money and my call. Okay. So if
0: it's his money and his call, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, I don't yeah. know.
1: He would probably do the same thing. Oh, we wanted to we want to buy a car wash because apparently those are profitable. Also true. So, we would probably I don't know how much those cost, but... I used to know that, actually, because I was just talking to someone about this. And then we would have to spend all our time managing all these businesses that we buy. Well, you're buying managers too, you said, right? Yeah, but you still got to manage the managers. Make Make sure they're not stealing from you. Make sure, like, people are happy and... I'll manage for you. Okay. Just kidding. I'm not going to
0: do that. 50K a year for you to be my boss? Never.
1: (laughs) Uh, Don't forget to tithe. (laughs) I just heard what you (laughs) said. Don't forget to tithe, so we have to give a million...
0: That's true to the Lord, my meal that that's true. So I only get
1: seven million. I'm putting away for my okay, index but funds. here's the question. Would you give a million to your church? Because I feel like we could do so much more in terms of actually impact people. And let's say we buy another smaller apartment complex and we rent it out for like, half price to people who are struggling or like something physical where we could be hands-on I feel like that would be cool
0: yeah no I was talking to someone about this this week about like right now I was like well I feel not bad just tithing to my church and then there's other things that have come up that I've also given to but I was thinking I was like what about these like high net worth individuals who are giving so much money I was like I don't know And there's other, if I think if I would give you any ton, so in this case, a million dollars, I probably would do some to the church and then some in other methods, just because there's so much, not that the church doesn't need that much, but just it would be, if you had that much you can work with, I probably would be kind of interested to do something else I wonder what
1: they, what those high net worth people do
0: probably different things like they probably just don't they They probably probably don't do it to like the church fund and they probably like oh this family needs help buying a
1: house yeah in the church and then that's like stuff like that that's what i'm thinking that's the kind of stuff that i would want to do if i was at that level like i would want to buy people houses and stuff yeah what
0: do you think the world will look like in 50 years five zero remind you i'm 25 so we have to live three times as long as i've already lived
1: I hope that the metaverse is not,
0: (laughs) we are not in the world.
1: We are in the metaverse. That's like my biggest fear. I think that's, that would have been my prediction. We would have all been little Wally people. Yeah, I think that's so tragic and it's so sad. So I hope that that doesn't happen. So I hope that we're just like how we are now with more technology, but I hope that we don't let the technology completely remove social interaction and real life.
0: Yeah, if we asked someone 50 years ago, though, they probably would have said, we just did that as we are now, but here we are content. So maybe 50 years from now, it's horrible, but they're content because it happens slowly and you don't notice it, you know?
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's a meta thought, but not for the metaverse. (laughs) I hope in 50 years that more people know about God and accept him. It's true. What is
0: your biggest pet peeve? I was about to say if I have something scheduled and then it changes, but sometimes I only really get annoyed with that if there was something I said no to as a result of that one thing. Right. Um, otherwise, I don't really mind being flexible, but if I turn down someone else to do the other thing and then that changed, then I'm like, ah, that's annoying. I agree. But that doesn't really happen that often, so I don't really know if it's my like, biggest pet peeve, but that was the initial thought of mine.
1: I would say my biggest pet peeve is like any form of disrespect. So like if someone interrupts me when I'm speaking or like (laughs) if (laughs) at Anna (laughs) or if someone like shames someone else for doing what that person wants to do, I'm very into individual freedom. And I don't like any type of disrespect towards anyone, even if it's not directed towards me. Like if someone's like, you spent your money on this, that's stupid. But like, just let the person live their life. Like you can have your opinion without disrespecting them or telling them any form of disrespect. That I don't know if that makes sense, but...
0: Does any comment equate to disrespect or is it part of the delivery as well?
1: I think it's part of the delivery. I'm trying to figure out what I can and can't say. It's not even like i struggle with it it's just it just bothers me when i see it happening other people like people online who may or may not have a following and they just bash other people for what they believe and they don't understand that that person believes what they believe for a reason whether you agree with them or not like you can say your opinion without bashing people that and interrupting me when i talk those are like the biggest things (laughs) (laughs) that's valid What
0: is the most important lesson you've learned over your career? So this is specifically something you've gleaned from working. My
1: office job or... Yeah, yeah. Office job, we'll say. That I never want to have a business that has employees. (laughs) She loves people. (laughs) No. I know. In this case, I don't because having... (laughs) I think this is a big myth about being a business owner. Like, oh my gosh, I want to have employees. I want to have people work for me. And it's like, no, you don't because people are the biggest stressor when it comes to any kind of job. And when you are a manager and even worse, when you are an owner... It bugs you to your core when people don't perform, when people make mistakes, when you have to let people go, when people start problems, when they fail, when they ruin, when they cost you money, when they make mistakes that cost you money. Like, for, And I'm talking like from my dad's perspective, I feel like I've been able to see what it's like behind the scenes to run a business with employees and it's not fun. So I would say I definitely want to be my own boss. I want to start something, but I don't want to have a business that needs like 20 employees if i have to have one or two i think that'll be less stressful like a property management someone just goes and like collects the rent but i don't want to have like a an office where i have 50 people i
0: think people like because most people have only ever been like having a boss so it's it's the cool thing is like they get to you know tell people exactly what they want to do but as soon as you have that power
1: power responsibility and
0: yeah but it seems exciting because you don't have it and it's just so
1: much responsibility and so much stress like even my mom starting her new dermatology practice she only has two employees but she is learning firsthand and she comes home and she tells my dad like oh i didn't understand that you had this struggle with employees and now i understand because it's it's so It takes so much effort because you are the one in control of like how your business goes and you have to like train these people and correct them. It's like they're, they're your kids and it's almost the same level of burden. So what did, what did you learn?
0: Or clean. um It's very easy to do well in terms of if you just do your job. That was kind of shocking to me versus you're going to have like a good attitude about it. It goes a lot farther than... I mean, I guess in the context that you just gave, uh, if you're just like the kid who doesn't get in trouble, you're going to be well off yeah. in the world of working. I've never have been in the managerial position, so I have no context for that, but... I don't think I would want to, though, either. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it would be kind of fun because I do enjoy like interacting with people and trying to figure out like how to fix things, I guess. But I don't know. I've never been in that position, so I think it's
1: one of those, like, oh, it sounds cool, but it would... Yeah, I, I don't want to be a manager. I don't like it.
0: I think I would like it, but it would be annoying if I really liked what I were doing technical wise, and then I I didn't want to do less of that to go manage people. You would spend less time
1: doing what you love and more time like solving personal problems. But like I said, that that
0: actually sounds a little interesting to
1: me. Dare I say it? Well, but I think I'm just... I think it would be interesting for like a couple months, and then you'd be like, okay. Exactly. This person comes with me, comes at me with the same drama every day, and I have to like (laughs) baby them. Okay, what occupation, other than your own, would you like to try? If you're listening for the first time, Anna works in data. Uh, a lawyer. You really?
0: Oh, yeah. If I were to go back, cooler. lawyer. That's cool. There's a lot that I would like to do. I would probably enjoy also something more medical, but I think lawyer is what
1: I would choose. Part of me has always wanted to be a teacher. Uh, yeah, no, I think I might actually end up doing that someday. I feel like that's a common thing to want to be. As a teacher, I don't know if I would like it, but...
0: Oh, I think I would hate it. Like, I remember (laughs) my mom... My mom is a teacher, and I would always tell her that i never wanted to grow up to be a teacher and like i would hate it but at the same time i'm probably the most likely out of all of our kids who would ever do that i think it's like super rewarding is the the main thing
1: the hours i feel like the hours are pretty good now let me finish because i know you're gonna say something so i think the hours are what like seven forty five to 2 30 to give or take 30 minutes here and there but i know a lot of people complain that they have to grade papers at home and like they're grading through the night but I would venture to say, with some good time management, shouldn't you be able to, because I know teachers usually have an hour off, like they have their lunch and then they also have like a free period, most of the time. I would say, can't you get most of your grading done within your lunch hour plus that one hour? Even so, even if you get off at 2 or 2.30, can't you spend an additional hour from 3.30 to grade your papers? And that over time is 10 hours a week. Uh, but again, I'm talking from my butt. I have no I idea what it's like. What it was like growing up with okay. I mean my mom
0: had to be there at seven and we started school at eight and then Okay. So there's an hour right there. Well she had meetings at seven, so she had to be there at seven to like do meetings. Okay. And then I got off at three and then she <clears throat> excuse me, could not leave till like three forty five. But again, most that, the after school window is for kids to come and talk to you. And then also you have like this hour in between, but people are making up exams and you have to go moderate their exam for them. You have people come in for asking you questions. It's never like you're just sitting there doing anything for like an hour. Um, and then also she got off at, I got off at three. Now there's four kids running around. So she's not just like hanging out at school. We're all running around school. She has to make sure we're not killing ourselves kind of thing. And there's just a lot because not only are you grading, but you have to prepare for your classes. So let's say you're teaching four different classes. You have four prep then you have to do too so you have to prepare at night for your classes tomorrow and then so that's your hour break let's just say but then you have to grade the exams also for those four different classes and there are four different classes so you can't just like grade one exam it's four different exams and then you have people who want to come in and talk about their exams and you have the angry parents who come in and want to talk to you about things and you have like teacher parent it's like a whole yeah but i agree in a perfect world yes and you probably can get a lot of it done but there's yeah. also a lot that goes behind the scenes i guess too
1: yeah okay that puts things in per- into perspective because i was like you just have all this time yeah but that makes sense the higher the grade that you're teaching the more work you have oh, because yeah. it's it more like sophisticated more but if you're teaching like grade one once yeah. you go through one year you're like okay i, I know what i'm gonna yeah. say you don't even have to prepare because it's like abc yeah yeah no, and people get more annoyed when it's like you know, GPA in college
0: and everything. So like high schoolers are annoying to teach for that, but they also work hard. So there's pros and cons, but you are correct in terms of like each year, if you've already taught that class, the preparation is a lot simpler because you already have a lot of your work and you just have to change some stuff. I mean, you still have to prepare to know what you're teaching, but if you inherit, like my mom just started working again this year and then she like inherited a bunch of, she's only teaching one class so that she doesn't have to prepare twice. It's only one thing. And all the guy who left already had like all his stuff done. So it saves her a bunch of time, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what are
1: three TV shows you'd recommend to your audience and why? My audience. <laughs> My greatest TV show of all time would probably be The Handmaid's Tale. Such a good show. Such a good directory. No. What is it called? Like Director? Artistic, artistic? Production. Yeah. Such a good production. Such a good actress. I love it. It was a book too, but the show, in my opinion, is better. The book is really slow. You read the book? I started reading the book. I read like half of it and it was too slow because I had already watched the seasons and the book was slow, but uh, such a good show. Number two, Breaking Bad. This is a classic, classic show. Um, it's very similar in vibe to The Handmaid's Tale. They're both very like slow burning but I really like that because that's when you can really see the actor's talent, I think. And then number three, let's do something lighthearted. I would say maybe like Gilmore Girls. Oh, it's a Gilmore Girls. I didn't know that. Yeah, I love that show. I it's did,
0: a very I did not know that at all about me. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, I'm a I'm a connoisseur. I watch shows of all types. Yeah, but I didn't know you like Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I like Gilmore go- Girls. Mm. Girls.
1: <laughs> I'm watching One Tree Hill right now. I wouldn't say One Tree Hill is even close to the top 10, but it's a fine show. It'll do. What about you? I already know you're number one. Better Call Saul.
0: Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, Halt and Catch Fire. Top three. You've never recommended that last one to me. And you would not like it. Why? Uh, (laughs) You can it's slow burner so i i realize the shows i like best are when they're it's a lot of character development and that's really all that's happening and then additionally i really like it when it's also topically relevant to what stuff i like that one is it's about like the tech revolution from
1: 80 to like 2000 i probably wouldn't like it that's the only tv show i've ever cried during what other three podcasts would you recommend and why most of my podcasts
0: i listen to are just the news so, I, they're not like super entertaining, but I have three that I listen to every morning. And the only other one that I just listen to when it's people talking like this is sometimes Joe Rogan, but it just, I have to be in the mood and I have to be...
1: You have to have three hours to dedicate. <laughs> That's like in the
0: afternoon, if it's like, you know, two and I'm bored and I just put it on in the background and I'm kind of listening.
1: This is meta. We're talking about podcasts on a podcast. It is a podcast on a podcast. My podcast that I've been really into lately, I'm sure you guys have heard of it. It's What We Said by jc marie and chelsea jade curtis i feel like they've blown up over the past two years or so because any girl that i talk to they're like yeah i love that podcast it's a very easy going before no like in person like when i run into people Oh, or like online. I've never heard of it. Yeah. It's a very easygoing, like general, it's good for the general public. Like anybody who listens to it will have a good time because it's very like lighthearted. They talk about advice things.
0: Are we good for the general public?
1: I think we're pretty niche. (laughs) I was
0: going to say, like 91% of our followers or listeners are the same demographic.
1: The other one would be my friend Michelle Reed has a podcast. It's called But What's Next? And she talks about very like, real life issues which i really enjoy so she talks about like faith relationships she also does advice things she talks about real world issues but she's also very lighthearted with it too which i appreciate so it's not like you're drained after listening to an episode it just like makes you think which i think we need to do more of when we consume media is consume media that lifts us up and helps us to be better people not necessarily like trashy <laughs> yeah and makes you think i
0: i think that's a good thing too because we so often don't want to think about things
1: yeah the last one would be terrible thanks for asking i don't remember who i think it's like something mcnerney is her last name but this podcast is great if you need to be grateful about your own life because basically the idea is she interviews guests and the guests like tell her this tragic story of their life (laughs) like it's always so tragic but there's always like a lesson in the end but yeah it, it's a really good podcast if you just need to like be grateful about your own life and also just get a reality check which i often need it is the year of contentment after all and when i feel like oh my life sucks i just listen to that podcast and i'm like wow i'm so grateful for where i am and again okay, that sounds fun i probably actually listened to that one
0: yeah this episode was all over the place it
1: was all over the but place kind of fun
0: Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but sometimes I don't think that translates over to people enjoying it.
1: No, seriously, let us know what you want to hear. Um, because we need ideas. We want to make sure that we are talking about what you guys want to hear. So let us know. DM us on Instagram, a small amount of drama. Give us a five-star review. Wish Anna a happy birthday. Bladen. And thank you. Bye. Bye.